The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. But first, uh, concerns are mounting uh, of a clear out from the top brass Gardaí over a change in pension rules which have the unanticipated effect of pretty substantial tax bills on retirement. Paul Williams, special correspondent with the Irish Independent, joins me now. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Um, how many Gardaí might this apply to? The princely number of six. Uh, six assistant commissioners, just to explain very briefly how the, the upper structures of Angarda Shikhan, you have the commissioner, and then you have two deputy commissioners, and then you have eight assistant commissioners. At the moment, we have eight assistant commissioners. Two of them are former PSNI officers who are, you, are, are working in administrative roles, uh, have never worked anywhere else in Angarda Shikhan, already have pensions, and are, this current impasse has nothing, doesn't apply to them. Uh, then the, the six Garda commissioners are the basically in charge of all operational policing in the country, basically from the likes of Angela Willis, who's in charge of the Dublin metropolitan region. You have Mick McEgon, who's in charge of effectively national security. He takes care of crime and security. You have this Justin Kelly, who's in charge of serious and organized crime. Then you have other assistant commissioners based regionally around the country. They control all operational policing. They are then the only people... Uh, and this is where the, the real rub occurs for the government. They're the only people who are qualified enough to apply for the deputy commissioner job. The closing date for that job is today. None of them have applied for that job uh, up to today. And this, even though it was extended by a long period of time or a couple of weeks, that's because of this anomaly that has occurred in their pension uh, plans, which basically has left as one senior officer described to me, would be is crippling, financially crippling for them. Okay, now, now, no ex- explain how, how this arises. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the change in in the rules of pensions which the government brought in, uh, however long ago, that suddenly makes this thing apparent? Well, in 2014, um, the government brought in these regulations to put a cap on tax release for pension entitlements. Uh, and this was, you know, basically public pensions over a two million pot, a pot of over two million of the average pension pot is quite large. But this was brought in and was introduced in the wake of the scandal about bankers pensions and particularly the likes of the Michael Fingletons of this world. And this is like this is an anomaly and in fairness the government can't be blamed for this one because this was the unforeseen consequence of that move and it affects these this small cohort of officers this very important and pivotal cohort of officers um because they are they, they retire at 60 um and they accrue their pension pots quicker than the other average uh, public servant and no, no, the, 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 the simple year. thing is, the, the, hang on a second, Paul. I'm not sure how much they uh, currently pay into their pensions, but basically pensions are paid out to Gardaí out of current account, um, as far as I know, it's not because they are public servants. Not so, an expert on pension, Pat. Yeah. So, so basically what's happening here is they're saying, you retire at 60, you've got a life expectancy maybe of another 30 years, um, we know what your pension is uh, at the current rate of uh, pay, uh, and therefore we can use an actuary to uh, work forward how much we would need to have in a pension pot today <clears throat> to pay you that pension and uh, your spouse, if they're entitled to half it or whatever, as the civil servants' spouses are. 
Um, so this is what it would cost. And then they, they get to a sum and might say, oh, it would cost three million in a pension pot to generate this kind of cash. So we're going to charge you tax based on that three million, which doesn't actually exist anywhere. That's right. It's a very blunt instrument at the moment, Pat. Um, one assistant commissioner explained this to me. Um, each month that each of the six, six assistant commissioners continue in service, they are accruing a €5,000 tax bill for their pension, uh, when they, when, for their retirement. So <clears throat> at the moment, that's about an average of sixty grand that has been added to their pension, uh, their pension mm-hmm. tax bill. Um, and when you consider, as this person said to me, they're on an average of about 140 to 150 grand a year. They pay their tax at the highest rate every month in PRSI and into their pension yeah. pots. So when you take that into consideration, that extra five grand, as one guy said to me, you know, we're actually working on the minimum wage here now at this stage. Uh, and the point is that they're saying that we just, this just simply cannot afford it. Like this came to light uh, over a year ago when another assistant commissioner retired and she was hit with a bill, I think, of about 140 grand completely unexpected. Uh, then they brought in actuaries and this thing came to, to, into sharp focus, particularly when the deputy commissioner job came up. Uh, and that, as I say, the closing date for that application is today. And the deputy commissioner who's currently there, Anne-Marie McMahon, she has agreed, she was due to retire on the 3rd of December. She has very uh, patriotically agreed to remain in this vital job in charge of national yeah. security until March, while they hope that this impasse can be sorted. Yeah. However... However, the, the, the big issue here now is that the government, Michael McGrath, has said that he's going to review this. And I was just doing a calculation here, Pat, while I was waiting to talk to you. Um, as this was explained to me, he's saying that they're going to do a review in the summer and then decide where they're going to go. Every month, as I said, uh, these particular police officers are accruing another five grand post-pension tax bill. So by the time it comes to summer... Uh, as one person explained to me, there, will, there is no commitment to make a decision by then. Uh, they feel the can will be kicked down the road. So there will be accruing anything from 60 to 100 grand of another bill yeah. on top of now, what they're, they're already not expected. The, the idea is they're not expected to pay this out. As I'm uh, trying to understand this situation, um, this putative tax bill they would have would be deducted from their ongoing pension. They wouldn't have to write a cheque for 100 grand, or, or would they? Absolutely. They, they, there's a demand made for the money, uh, as far as I understand. But the other thing is that they're now offering them, very kindly, uh, a 20-year interest-free loan, which means that effectively they've worked for nothing. Uh, they, they, like this pension, mm-hmm. these guys, these people are, you have to remember, highly motivated and qualified and experienced public servants. They work their asses off, and let's be fair to them, I like beating them up every now and again, but they are very important and pivotal and vital to the operation of policing in this yeah. country. Uh, and they're walking out the door. At the moment, one of them put it in perspective, Pat, if the, uh, I, any of these six commissioners decided to retire today, and they're facing the prospect, one of them told me, it, it's not, they're not making a threat. It's not about bad morale. So we just physically, we cannot literally afford to continue. They're, pay, they're hit with a bill at the moment. An assistant commissioner about 52 years of age leaves now after spending three years in the AC job. <clears throat> Two to 300 grand of a tax bill. If they take the deputy job uh, and spe- spend another three years, they could be facing anything up to 500,000. This an actuary was brought in to, to analyze this, I understand, for them. So it is... It is absolutely, I suppose, financially crippling, as one person said. And as a result of that, they are now faced with the prospect, 
one of them said to me very straightforwardly the other day, you know, it's just a case we're just going to have to go. Yeah. Um, and you see, this goes back to a, a kind of a, a knee-jerk reaction by a government at the time. And it wasn't just bankers' pensions. It was, you know, people who had lots of cash, who owned big companies, developers and so on, who were able to pony up loads of cash into a pension fund, uh, which they put in under tax relief rules, and it would end up with a massive pension coming out at the other end, which would uh, be taxed in time. But it was very financially beneficial to them. So the government decided, uh, well, we can't have that uh, because we don't get that kind of gold-plated pension, so let's make sure no one else does either. Um, yep. But I, even at the time I said, but hang on, what about senior civil servants and senior ministers who, uh, some of whom could retire very young because they entered the Doyle under old rules and they could be 50 years retired as a minister, you know, if they were a minister at a young age and then their spouse, etc., would inherit uh, half the pension, that two million wouldn't buy anything approaching what they were going to get. So uh, even at the time I said, this is a mad idea, uh, but pursue it, they did, and now um, it's coming back to haunt them. But I well, do the, think the we need to... it as a populist move. By the way, the, other, the significance of all this, Pat, is this, and it, it is this stark, uh, uh, and it is this, that they, they currently, at the moment, they're now looking at Michael McGrath going to do a review to next summer. Mm. So remember, each month there's an extra five grand on top, and the, the bill is growing. So my next month, it could be 200, or by, by the summer, it could be 220, 230,000 on average each one of these guys face. They're saying that then it will be, there is no commitment to, do, what, to take action at that stage. It will then be kicked down the road. We're facing into a general election where you have a populist party like Sinn Féin who would say, oh God, we can't pay anybody anything. And uh, so basically this guy said to me, we're probably going to be gone by then. And these are people, as I say, who are highly motivated, love the job, are ambitious, capable, and they have worked at every level in Angarda Siakana. Again, another knee-jerk, use the term knee-jerk reaction. A knee-jerk reaction was the bringing in of the likes of Drew Harris, who, doesn't, who never worked in policing here. And if we lose our, that collective corporate history and corporate experience, it has a massive, massive effect damaging and devastating effect on policing. Mm. And, and that's not hyperbole or exaggeration, uh, because these people uh, have been doing this job, and, and a lot of them will work 12 and 13 and 14 hours a day uh, in their jobs. Uh, now, there are other issues around on Garda Shikana, them massively, like Drew Harris has already lost a room and the, the dressing room with the vast majority of rank and file Garda. He has also lost a dressing room with a lot of the senior Garda. I'm talking about superintendents and chiefs. Um, mm. And morale is on the floor. But these guys, but, but they're emphasizing, the, 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 as we have the story in the Irish Independent today, they are emphasizing, this is not an issue about morale. This is an issue of just pure logic yeah. around their finances. I think I'm going to have to track down... Finan- I'm going to have to track down a pensions expert <laughs> to explain all this to me in, in detail, because if, you know, they retire early so that their pension pot doesn't go over the two million... Um, it, it's kind of a funny thing. It's like one of those moving equations. Therefore, the length of time they will be enjoying the pension will be far longer. So maybe that calculation has to be redone. Whereas if they work until they're 65, they're going to live five years less long receiving a pension. So I think we need a pensions expert to tease this one but out. Either way, either way, this is militating against 
policing, proper good policing, and we need proper good policing in this country. Like, you know, <laughs> Fine Gael's uh, legacy, the law and order party at the end of this, their regime, I, you know, Sinn Féin are coming in, <clears throat> there'll be no commissioners, maybe Sinn Féin might be able to call on some of their heroes from the old army council or something to come down and take the job, but Fine Gael were warned. But isn't Jerry, Jerry Kelly, I was reading Jerry Kelly would be one of those people on the interview board for the chief constable of the PSNI. So... There you are. It'd be wonderful to see what they what, uh, he, what they would select down here. But it's like the government, go back to the government. They were warned about the Defence Forces, Pat, again and again and again and again. And they came out and the spin doctors told lies, basically, and spun it all around the place. And now the Defence Forces are on flat and, and basically not fit for purpose. Dungarda <clears throat> Siakana has been going down the tubes for a number of years now, at least three or four years and nobody said anything or did anything about it. And now we're faced with this. Like, I, again, haven't balanced that by saying, you know, they, the current government in Fine Gael did not obviously envisage what the unintended consequences of this bill. However, uh, they have created an environment where Gardaí don't feel valued, where Gardaí are leaving as soon as they can get out. We have this growing number of resignations, which is very, very worrying for an organisation of experienced people that was never seen before, that was completely unprecedented in their history. And this is perhaps the final nail in the coffin. As one, uh, just one thought came back into, one comment came back into my mind there, Pat, and it was like one very senior officer said, if we stay on, we're committing the equivalent of financial suicide. Yeah, I must find out. I I really do need to find out about the Guard, the pension fund, if such a fund actually exists. Does the government put money into it as the employer every year or is all of this, you know, putative money that is deemed to be there, uh, like the social insurance fund, uh, which is not really a fund at all, just goes into the maw of the exchequer. Um, but the contributions that are paid in are, you know, in one column and they work out, does that pay for the outgoings? And that's why they say sometimes it's uh, it's in the black and sometimes it might be heading for the red. Anyway, Paul, look, thank you very much for raising this issue. We'll try to clarify everything, perhaps even before the end of the programme. Paul Williams, Special Correspondent of the Irish Independent. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.